3, 2, 1. Get ready for two hours of inane nonsense with your favorite overweight redheads, Fat and Ginger. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Fat and Ginger on a Tuesday night. It is just after eight. My name is reportedly Tim Young, and with me is the serial non-offender, Luke Massey. Good evening, Luke. Well, I'm, I wouldn't say non-offender. I'm a little bit offended tonight. I'm a little bit angry tonight, Tim. Why are you angry? Well, I've just been sitting around waiting for you to turn up. Is that right? Yeah. I've been sitting here for ages. Like, I was I was here for 15 minutes before I rang you. Yeah. And to see where you were, because I think it's incredibly rude that you can't be here on time when we're meant to be here for a pre-record. So, okay. So, all right, that's fine. I'll take that on board. So, if we were to add together all the minutes you've been late in, in our relationship, because yeah. it is a relationship. Yeah, well, it is, yeah. Yeah, and a... compared to tonight, who would be in front? Uh, well, thank you. It doesn't Let's matter. We've on. both had our moments of being late. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, you are the you are the worst time manager I've ever met, and you're giving me stick about being. <laughs> you know what? I turned up and I went through every studio, going, "Where is he? He's not here." It, it's never happened to me no, before, and I didn't know what to do. Like, do I just sit here, like, and wait for him to turn up? I didn't know what studio <laughs> we're in. Could you do that? Yeah, yeah. You didn't uh, know. I, I didn't know what to do. And I, I got to love. Lost. I do love the phone call. So we said six thirty, and I do love the phone call at six twenty-seven. Yeah. Going, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> where are you? <ya? laughs> yeah, I thought it was a bit unkempt, a bit rude. But uh, look, you know, I'll cop it. No, fair enough. I, I have oh. been late occasionally, oh. so now we're even. Oh, we are not a, not <laughs> even remotely close. Look, we've got a massive show again tonight. Um, I'm going to discuss our piggy bank day out. Now, that might sound a bit strange, but I will explain it to you and listeners. I did see something on Facebook. Yep. I'm interested to know about it. Yep. Uh, you're going to talk about the Qatar World Cup. Yeah, I, what a farce it is. <laughs> I tell you what, you're not Robinson Crusoe there. Plenty of people are talking about Mate, that. It's just the most corrupt thing you've ever seen oh, in your it's life. It's ridiculous, right? And uh, we're going to remember David Cecil. Uh, yeah, David yeah. Cecil. Now, so, I didn't know David, but he passed away. We'll, we'll just give him a little mention. Yeah, absolutely, as is right and proper. Now, we're going to have Mailbag, which is a uh, a mix, as always. Um, we're going to talk about our, well, very excitingly, we're going to talk about our comedy festival show, which has just been confirmed this very day. Yeah, I know. You've got a venue. You haven't even told me when no. it is, so we're, me and the listeners are going to find out together. <laughs> you are, yeah. What is going on? That's right. So when you find out the venue is actually in Bendigo, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Bendigo Comedy Festival. Uh, that's right. To uh, that's crap. We're going to talk about protesters in the AFL draft. Yeah. Um, uh, and You're just reading off the running sheet now, are you? Yeah. Well, that, isn't that the idea of having the running sheet, is to read off it? No, it's to just tell us what's going on, not the listener. We don't want to give all our wares away at the start of the show. <laughs> if I heard that at the start of the show, I'd go, I don't, I'm not interested in any of that. I'll just switch off. We done? Yeah. Right. So Luke Maher's going to come in as well. Do you want to yeah, tell us a bit about Yeah, we'll tell you about Luke Maher. He's a good fellow. He used to work for AFL Barwon mm. and used to be a representative of the AFL. He went on to, had a lot to do with the Dragons and uh, went on to work for Leisure Networks, but he also has an MC business, so Master wow. Ceremonies. So he does a little bit of everything. So it'd be a good bloke to have a chat to, I reckon. We can't wait. That'd be hugely interesting. Yeah. And I can't wait. So, look, I think we should, uh, you know, kick this one on the side with the syrups, have a song, and uh, let's gallop away. And that was a bit of Incubus there, Tim. What do you think? Incubus. Yeah, not different from grey lead pencilibus. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. That's that's bad, isn't it? That's bad humour. Yeah, look, it's um, yeah, not that great. No. I know. But it's a nice song from one of their better albums, too, A Crow Left of the Murder. Anyway, we've got a bit of a story to tell. Now, I'm interested in this because I saw something on Facebook about it, and I didn't know anything about it. Usually, you ring me up and get me to approve anything you do. <laughs> so, I was a bit taken aback that I wasn't asked my opinion on this. So I actually had three poos today that I didn't run past you, so I apologise about that. Only three? That's right. I find that very hard to believe. Chia seeds. Be right. wary and careful. What happened? So, what we have in our household, and it's, you know, even after one year, it's become a bit of a tradition, or it has now in my eyes, is uh, months ago, I bought uh, Jodes a, a little ceramic piggy bank which you would have seen on the pictures on Facebook there. Okay. And uh, we decided we were going to fill it up and then use it for a family sort of Christmas day out. And so uh, we filled it up and I went a bit nuts on occasion because, I mean, who carries cash, right? Mm. So every coin, lots of notes went in there. A few pineapples went in there, the whole Jesus. lot. Jesus. Yeah. So the grand total... Hang on, who's putting pineapples in? I put a pineapple in. Why, where are you getting pineapples from? I just didn't want to carry it around. But, but how did you get it in the first place? I found one. Don't, don't say, ask I'll, any questions. I lived with you for about, what, a year? Yeah. And I never saw you pull out a 50. No, because no one carries cash. No, not just that. You never pay for anything, <laughs> mate. You never offered to pay for anything. I never, oh. I, I never see you buy a beer. I never see you do any of that. Now you're putting 50s into a kid's piggy bank. What's going on? That's I feel like crap. I've been shortchanged here. That's such crap. Do you know once I saw, <laughs> do you know once I saw a $100 note? Did you? Yeah, actually. What colour is it? Green. Is it green? Yeah. There you go. I would never John Monash on it. Well, is it Australian? Right? <laughs> is there such a thing? Yeah, yeah. You only get them when you go to the casino. Okay. I've never seen one, mate. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> or if you're involved in organised crime. <laughs> um, anyway, what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. So um, I went a bit nuts, and I think Jade's did too. And we ended up, so we broke it open on Thursday night last week, ended up with $373 in the piggy bank. Wow. Yeah. So and that's after how long? Sorry, a year was oh, it? Oh, no. Six Not months. Either. Six months. That's yeah, I reckon. Good. Six months. So. so how much did the kids contribute towards that? Nothing. Freeloaders. What is going on? I how, don't know. How is that teaching them anything? Well, back in the day, you know, it just would have been days off. You didn't contribute anything. You're not coming. How old we, are you We boys? left them in the car at the station with a bowl of kibble and some water. <laughs> kibble? <laughs> yeah. What's kibble? Well, kibble's the dog food stuff, the dried dog oh, food. Oh, right. What, what's, how old are you, boys? Uh, four and five. Yeah, that's old enough to be working. Oh, absolutely. Well, at least doing chores. The Welsh coal mining industry was built on the right, work that, of four and five years. That's right. They had those little hands they needed. What was their name? Stumpy or something? So, all right, so you got the boys working. Yeah, uh, no, not no, working. No. So, how does that teach them anything? <laughs> that just do nothing, sit on the couch, watch TV, and every now and then we'll treat you for it. That's right. Well, that, this is why society's gone the way it has, and this yes. is the thin end of the wedge. Yeah, but anyway, okay. Okay, moving on. So, right. what, how was your day? Yeah, so $373, which was probably more than we thought it was going to be, um, and it was great. So, we uh, took all that money, and we decided to go into the museum, which is, I, could, I just got to say, or I can see you're looking around sort of vacantly like who goes to a museum. Museums What's are, a museum? Anyway, yeah. the museum's a lot different to when we were kids. No, this is the Melbourne one, right? Yeah. No, it's actually really it's cool fantastic. now. I've been, I went about two or three years ago, yeah. just, just pre-COVID, and it's, yeah, it is fantastic. It's now. brilliant. So we went in because they had two things on. They had um, a whole dinosaur exhibition, yep. including a uh, very complete triceratops skeleton, and they had a Lego exhibition on. Yep. Okay. Well, now I do happen to know Tim because I was there only a few years ago. It's not very expensive to get in. I think no. it might even be free. No, but we also added on the IMAX movie as well. The oh, picture okay. that I sent you of me watching the IMAX yeah, movie. Yeah, see that. Yeah. Yep. And uh, and there was and that Lego thing was extra. So the tickets for five of us because yeah. um, Cole came along as well, Jose's mum. Yep. Uh, was one hundred and forty dollars. 
Now, would it have been cheaper if mm. you didn't have to pay more for the glasses that you wore for the IMAX? Yeah. Go on, I'll let you have this one. Keep going. Yeah, just because I did see that picture and I thought, how do they make them that big? They stretched. They were unusable they were, afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. So that cost extra? Yes. How much did. was it without that? Like, like 20 bucks or something? Yeah, something like that. Something yeah. like that? Yeah. So you, what, was it, what did you see in IMAX? Um, it was a dinosaurs, Antarctic dinosaurs thing, right? Yeah. Now, if you go and see 3D IMAX, you're expecting stuff to be jumping out the screen at you, right? Yeah, of course. That's what you want. Yeah. That's what you're paying the money for. There was very little of that. Nothing at all. No, I wanted the kids to be like, oh, you know. Yeah, and throwing then, the head back. And there was a couple, but it wasn't like, you know, I saw, I saw one once about sharks. That's annoying. And too. the sharks kept coming through. And then, so what happened? It kept breaking into bits of science and, oh, you know, I love digging up stuff and paleontology. And, Who cares? I just want to see the kids screaming in terror That's and running right. out of the cinema and never going to another cinema no, again. Poor old Raph dozed off at one stage. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was like. But there was, there was, it was really good. And um, we had a thoroughly fantastic day and I really, really enjoyed it. But uh, what? What else did you do? We went and saw the windows, uh-uh. the, the my windows. Oh, yeah. Again, another free activity. In, indeed, but yeah. we had to get the train in and stuff. And that, sorry. That so, was did nothing. you spend the three hundred and seventy-three? Not even close. Not even close. And I tell you what, the other thing was, guess what happens at the museum? No one takes cash. <laughs> It's all cards. So you still got the pineapple. Yeah, so it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And and the other thing is too, you say, Oh, we'll put it back in the piggy bank, but you smashed it, mate. No, didn't no, you don't smash it. You can undo a little hatch oh, okay. on it. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, you, you didn't don't smash, smash it. it piggy bank. No. Oh, okay. So it's no. gone back in all that? It's, or it's gone back some of it's is gone this back. It's gone to the Tim Christmas party <laughs> phone. No, 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 no. It's gone back in. So for next You got your Christmas party this weekend. Uh, this Saturday night, yeah. Yeah, yeah and I'm big uh, I'm doing the auction. So Yeah? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So. Because I know for a fact that we're going to be here in the studio the following morning. We are, yes. Uh, Doing a pre-record. 10, 10 o'clock. So, uh-huh. yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to that. Well, unlike certain other people I know that have gone to Christmas parties in the past, when they've participated up the front, I'm probably going <laughs> to just take it a bit easy. As opposed to getting roaring, steaming drunk before the show. Yeah, but I had to do a dance, so oh, I can't sorry, do it sober. I wasn't going to dob you in. You dobbed well, yourself in. Yeah, dob yourself in. Um, I'm not the smartest but then, down here. <laughs> but then we came across some protesters late in the day, but I'm going to save that bit for that's crap. Yeah, okay. So right, We'll talk about that. Just to tell the listeners about that dance that I had to do. Oh, right? yeah, this right is, so I had uh, my mate's 40th, no, 50th that day. You after did knocking t- off night that's shift. what you did too. So I got up, we had to go, because it, it went all day and night, but because I had the Christmas party and I was meant to dance in it, mm. I missed my best mate's 50th. So I went in the afternoon, had a few, and then uh, I remember walking in very much under the weather. Is that a good way to put it? And the boss of the whole company come up and he says, uh, look, I'll try and do his accent, he was South African, he goes, look, you look very drunk. Are you sure you're okay to do this? And I said, well, yeah, so that's my plan. I'm going to pretend to be drunk. So when they do the big reveal and I, they see it's me, because I was wearing a snowman's yes, costume. you were. And, and everyone will go, how is that him? He was drunk. He goes, that's brilliant. Well done, Luke. I was just blind, right? You were So spastic. I got through the yeah. dance somehow. I don't know how. It was an all choreographed dance. And afterwards, he came up to me and goes, Luke, you weren't pretending to be drunk. <laughs> you are drunk. I said, yeah, but I got away with it. No. Yeah. Hey. Uh, that's right, it. Let's no. play a song. Fantastic. Yep. Janice Joplin. What do you think? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, hanging out with Bobby McGee. That's I don't right. know who Bobby McGee is, but I'm sure he's a lovely fellow. I wonder if he played soccer, Tim. He was Robert McGee when he was in trouble. Yeah. When he was getting yellow carded. Yeah, that always happens. And if he was really in trouble, he'd get the middle name, Robert Francis McGee. Yeah, that wouldn't have been such a good song, though, would it? No, and Robert be. Francis McGee. Um, I would have thought with a name like that, probably he dabbled in soccer. Why do you mm. ask, Luke? Well, it's a little segue, isn't it, into well, talking about segue, by the, the way. World Cup, which started overnight. Oh, my now, God. Now, it is already 
uh, an absolute farce. There's a show on Netflix about it, actually, and I really want to watch it. I haven't got to it yet, So, uh, it, which talks about the last one in Russia mm. and this one, how they were just bought. Yep. And and this one was so obviously bought oh. because the to have it there in the Middle East, in Qatar, in that, this time of the year, yeah. is disastrous to the rest of the seasons all around the world. It's always well, held be, yeah. in ju- in June, in summer, European summer, because that is when every league is on break. Yep. Yeah, so they, they've had to actually stop it. Now, when Qatar went for it, and my parents lived over there at the time, so I got a little bit of uh, mm. insider information. hope I don't get uh, sued because of this, because they're not really, what are they worried about me for? Yeah. But... Uh, they when they when they got it, they promised that they would build air conditioned stadiums. Right. I remember that, yeah. So that they could have it in the middle of their summer. Yeah. And just once they got it, they just said, "No, we're not doing that. No. So it costs too much." How hot would it be? Oh, uh, look in this in in June, July. I went over there around about that time, and my old man had his heart attack, and I think it was around about forty five to fifty every day. You couldn't is, play. Is you it what it'd be now? Oh, I don't know what it is now. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I was over there this time of year, but it just—it's just really hot. Like, to there's no, degrees. there's no oxygen in the air at that temperature. You just no. can't be outside for long periods of time. So you certainly couldn't play soccer in it. So basically, as soon as they got it, they reneged on that. Said, "No, we're not going to do that anymore." It was a great idea, but the science doesn't work out, or something like that. Yep. But it was enough to get them over the line to get it. Um, they so obviously the, all the bribery and corruptions come out now. The bloke that was running—I can't think of his name. Seb Platter. Seb Platter. That's him. Um, and he—he's uh, got done for for accepting bribes. But I, I remember even at the time, I remember it being quite transparent. Like you know, I'm a non-soccer fan in Australia, and even I knew that things were dodgy about the Qatar. Oh, you could did. tell because yeah. every country was voting for him. All, all the all the smaller ones and all that. You could just tell they just got bought. Simple wasn't, there, as that. wasn't there a doco where one of the Afri- one of the small African nations, their representative, is, is talking to him and he shows him a watch. He goes, oh, this is a ten thousand dollar watch. And he goes, where do you get that from? Oh no, you know, they, the Qataris gave it to me to vote for them. Yeah, like, yeah. It was all as, that sort of stuff. It was as transparent as that. Like, yeah, it was. It's just blatant. Yeah. Because the other thing was, um, which has come out now, is the amount of people who died building this day. Yes, yes, and, yes. And it was like slaves, mate. Yeah, and, and they that's are. What they did was they got workforce in and then took their passport, so mm. they can't go anywhere. But that's common practice, isn't it, over Yeah, there, it's common practice in the Middle East. They did it in Dubai for years. Yeah. People were held against their will and made to work. And yep. But, I, I, look, I don't know the exact numbers, Tim, and I probably should have done more research, but I heard... <laughs> <laughs> like you say, people coming here for their factual information. They're in the wrong spot. They're in the wrong spot. But I've heard it was as many as 40,000 people died. That's an insane um, number, Making it? the stadiums or, or, or creating the experience. And if that's the case, that's like the Egyptian days where they just used to enslave nations yeah. and make them build the pyramids. And that's, it's just disgraceful that every other country's there. Yeah. To to let that happen. We're talking about people here. Yeah. You know, if, if, imagine 40,000 Australians died making that, you know what I mean, or making it here. People wouldn't come. No. You know, people wouldn't, w- wouldn't allow it to happen. No, no, that's right. If two people died, no, right. they'd go crazy. But it's accepted. But because they're from uh, uh, other countries that might not be considered on our level or yeah. whatever you want to call it, third world, because it's those sort of people and those sort of countries, we just let it go. Well, it's a and, bit- it's a bit of a closed shop, isn't it? We don't get to see a lot of, like they don't, it's not as transparent. Whereas here, you know, all that stuff, we have organisations that make that stuff transparent. Yeah. Someone, you know, God forbid, touch wood, dies at a workplace, it's public knowledge and can be found out by anyone. Whereas over there... Well, I'd, I'd like to know who's running their work safe. 
over there? Because I don't think you're doing a very good well, job. I tell you what, it'll be a temporary appointment. Let me, <laughs> let me put it that way. <laughs> We've decided the whole thing's his fault. Yeah, and, that's, uh, yeah, that's right. And either you, out can, of the country. you can get on this plane right now, we're going to chop your head off. Yeah, one that's of the two. right. So there's that as well. But the biggest insult, well, look, it's probably not bigger than that. I, I shouldn't be flipping about this, but we are a comedy show. I'm just trying to get a bit of a laugh at everyone. Just but, in but case also, people missed out on Also that cover one. the big topics. Yes, go on. But yeah, it's, it's terrible that all those people perish back yes. in It shouldn't have happened, mate. And no. we shouldn't even be there. It's, it's disgusting that we're there. But mm. two days oh, before the yes, start of the tournament, yes, yeah, yes. you've heard about this? Yes, go on. They promised everyone you'd be able to get a beer at the game. That's that's how they got the, the, the World Cup in the first place. They said, no, nah, we're going to relax it yep. just for those the time period, that month or whatever it is, mm. so that everyone can come and enjoy the game and enjoy beer like they always do. Two days before the start, they've just said, no, we're not doing that anymore. So what I'm confused about, though, they would have had endorsement deals, or the World Cup would have had endorsement deals with with Brewers. Budweiser. Budweiser. So, you know, I don't drink it anyway, so it doesn't worry me too much. But I'm sure they're worried about it. I'm sure they are. So they had a $120 million deal with Budweiser to be a sponsor and to supply beer for the World Cup games. And Budweiser have since, I think today they come out and said, we want $70 million back. Now, Qatar's not going to pay for that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Hang on. I'll just the phone. Shall I get it? Yeah, get the phone. You never know who it might be. Yeah, hang on. <laughs> he just smacked himself in the head with the phone. Oh, that was brilliant. He just picked it up, and because his head's bigger than what he thought it is, he just smacked himself in the side of the head with the phone. Look, uh, the phone's always been a bit of a close book to me. That, and that was just, worth it, Tim. That was you. worth it just now, to see that. How's your head? You right? Yeah, no, thank you. I'm fine. That, no, I'm but, glad to hear. So, but how can they? I mean, I suppose it's your country can do whatever you want, but it's going to be repercussion, sure. Yeah, well, Qatar, the reason why they went so hard for it in the first place. The reason why they bribed all these people and, and did everything that they did, made all these false promises, was to get world recognition, mm. was to be known on the world stage as being able to do things like this. And all they're doing is making themselves look stupid. Yes. Because everyone who follows football, soccer, whatever you want to call it, is now going to go, oh, I'll never go there to watch a game. No. Do you know what I mean? Because no. they, they promise you one thing and then they do something do else. Do something else. So, yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? And it's also, just... this is going to have a massive impact on FIFA as well because they're effectively tied to Qatar. Well, uh, yeah, well, publicly. And, and, you know, I guess by continuing on with it there, they're, they're saying we approve of everything that's happened. That's right. Do you know what I mean? It should have been taken off from Tim. As soon as they, if you say, I want it, at my country, and yep. I'm going to do this, this, and this. Yep. And then they go, okay, we'll give it to you. And they go, yeah, but I'm not going to do this Ooh. and this. I'm not going to do this. You should say, well, no, that's not what you promised. Yeah. So we're not going to do it there anymore. It should have been taken off from a long time it ago. Should, oh, I agree with um, that. But again, the people that were bribed yeah. were, were the ones that were um, you know, gaining from it. They didn't want it to happen. So well, I, I do remember hearing somewhere that the level of bribery was so bad that the American representative for FIFA had was so rich, was so wealthy that he had two flats in Trump Towers, one above the other, and one was just for his cats. Wow. Like, like yeah. that's insane, right? There you go. Uh, anyway, it's just soccer, so who cares? <laughs> now... <laughs> Well, I guess all the people that died probably care. Oh, don't, don't do no, that. So, don't Tim, do, you don't care don't about do them, that. mate, do you? You don't care about the 40,000. That's bullcrap. You, you're more don't concerned with the cats. <laughs> You're more. It's, it's funny you should say that because you're more concerned with the cats. You'd happily trace. No, just, uh, <laughs> let's have a song and we'll come back for our mailbag. Okay. Station sponsor. 
Well, that was some lovely things there, mate. Uh, what do you think about those? Do you think you should do any of those? Oh, I think that uh, every listener who listens to the poll should uh, be mindful that the sponsors keep the lights on and the microphones tuned here at Pulse FM, so please go out and support our lovely sponsors. Yeah, go and do those things they just told you to do. I wasn't really listening to them, but go and do them. You should listen because then I don't have to. <laughs> so, uh, look, uh, we are a comedy show, Tim, and sometimes we like to... Be funny and frivolous. Frivolous? Is that the word? Frivolous. 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 Uh, But uh, sometimes there's some things that really happen that, you know, we need to be serious about. Go on. And, um, you know, one of them is the 40,000 people that passed away uh, at the World Cup, which Tim made light of when he was focused on cats. Keep going. But uh, also, we got an email today. Now, I didn't know this bloke. Um, David Cecil, his name is. I'm going to read the email out because, uh, to me, these are the people that really keep the community going. And probably don't get as, as much recognition as they should in life or death. Exactly. So we we didn't know this bloke, but it's definitely worth reading out. So we just got an email from the poll saying, for volunteers unaware, we're extremely saddened to bring you the news of the unexpected passing of long-time Pulse volunteer, David Cecil. So, and it goes on to talk about um, how he, he passed away peacefully at home on Tuesday, November 8th, uh, survived by his lovely wife, Robin, and family. Uh, David will be missed by all at the Pulse, and his contribution to the station over the years will be treasured forever. Now, uh, we just wanted to mention it because these are the sort of volunteers. Every club, every footy club, sports club, uh, you know, anything that you do that is, is community-based or community-funded, like, even if it is for profit, you need people there like David. Uh, I know, you know, playing footy, there was always yep. those blokes yeah. that hung around that never got paid. They never nope. asked for anything in return. Nope. They just wanted the mateship yep. and they appreciated being wanted and they wanted to help people. Yep. And, uh, you know, like we said, we didn't know David, but uh, bloody good on you, mate. Yeah, Val. Yep, absolutely great. Now, look, uh, back to the comedy. Do you want to play uh, the mailbag jingle? <laughs> You didn't want to say a few words, mate. I'm not getting you to do my eulogy. Christ. No. Mate, I'm, like, yeah, anyway, where's the sandwiches? I'll be busy that day. Are we burning or bearing? <laughs> All right. We'll uh, be busy that day, yeah. Yeah, probably will. Probably, um, what will you be doing? I don't probably know. Probably smashing over in the piggy bank again. <laughs> Playing golf or something. <laughs> All right. Uh, what do we got now? We've got uh, coming up. Oh, sorry. Mailbag. mailbag. Sorry, mate. I should have known that. So the bit when I said, that's a <laughs> Like abusing someone? Now's your chance. It's Fat and Ginger's mailbag. Yes, it is. And uh, again, what a week it's been for the mailbag. Correspondence positively uh, teaming in or teaming down. Yeah, do you know, I don't read it anymore because Facebook has changed their app that you have to oh. actually sign out as Luke and sign in as yeah. Fat and Ginger. I don't like all that. I hate it. It's a pain because then I don't get my normal notifications, so I just don't even look at them anymore. No, and it's it's all uh, ass about. I don't like it at all. And Why do they have to change things, Tim? No, I don't know, because someone in Silicon Valley thought it would be a good idea. And it's so annoying now. I agree. I agree, but we struggle on. And look, my phone's updated. Look at the size of the numbers on the top now. That's, they're big. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. Do you not want them that big? No, I just think they're they're bigger than they, they don't need to be. No. So, mailbag this week, though. Mm. Uh, first one is from uh, Bryce via Messenger. <laughs> he said, maybe these are automated things that he's just pressed, but he says, how much for delivery and what's your refund policy? So, either. Where, where'd that come through? Bryce? <laughs> on Messenger. I didn't see that. No, so, so I think he's pressed the automated responses because we can deliver this sort of comedy goal to your house if we want. If you want, we'll do, <laughs> we'll do a show in your lounge room. And. Uh, as with all comedians, you don't get any refund if we're not funny. Well, you pay all, for the attempt. All I'm going to say, mate, is if you look at the uh, the, the delivery, 
right? If you're paying by the kilo, oh, it's going to cost you a little bit to get us out there. I, you know what I mean? If you send us via Australia Post, you need to A, have posted us about a week ago, and yeah. B, it's going to cost you the price of a small car. And make sure you put a few holes in the box too. Yeah, please. Um, your refund policy, well... Yeah. Nah, nothing. Well, you come, people come to a show, mm. and what do they expect? Well, one of these shows. Well, you know, our shows that we do, the yeah. comedy show. Haven't we got one coming up? We, oh, we have, 17th of December. 17th of December, yeah. yeah tickets at www.lgfcomedy.com. Yeah, who's, who's headlining that? Oh, Dave Thornton. Dave Thornton. Oh, good, yeah. good, good. Uh, like I was saying, like, mm. people come along to those shows, and we haven't had too many complaints. I don't think we've Not had, for a long time. On, I don't think we've had any. I, I've never, it's been a long The only complaint I can remember is the one you brought up before the, yeah, but, okay. before the show started. At Geelong West Town Hall. No, not, no, not one, that one. That was back at Piano Bar yeah. by the owner. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> the, the, uh, um, <laughs> uh, I tell you what, there's a story that'll stay off air. Yes, we will keep that yeah. off air. Um, so, yeah, no, I, don't, I don't think you'd be too upset. I'm trying to find the message now because I, who's Bryce? Bryce, one of our valued listeners, Luke, but that's all right. We'll move on. Okay. So, um, look, I think with any comedy show, you, like I said before, you pay for the attempt. If you yeah, don't find okay. it funny, comedy is a very subjective yeah, thing. Bad luck. That's it. So, uh, next one is from Dean in Bell Post Hill. It says, uh, I'm a member of the Geelong Geological Society, and we noted a small seismic event on the morning of Sunday, 13th of November. Was that you two running? <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, Dean, you can take your seismograph and bash it fair at me quick. <laughs> Next. <laughs> it's good you're starting to get like that, because I don't have to say anything. Because, um, uh, yeah, Dean, yeah. Yeah, I know. He probably thought it was funny. Yeah. Um, he kind of is in a way. Uh, Wayne from Mount Mercer, friend of the show. And, ah, Wayne. Yeah, borderline stalker of the show. What's he been saying? Uh, Wayne from Mount Mercer says, and I quote, uh, the rains have kept me up at the property recently, but I'm keen to come and visit you soon in the studio and convince, in inverted commas, uh, Tim, that the Cats are the greatest team of all time in any sport ever. Go you Catters. Oh, I don't, I, I like his enthusiasm. I like his support of the Cats. Go on, but I can't. I can't have him in here, mate. Like, he scares you can't, me. You can't, and the problem is he can't turn that sort of enthusiasm on and off. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm worried about. You know? Like, you, what, you know what will happen is after he's convinced, inverted commas, me to go for the cats, he'll be unhappy with your level of commitment. Yeah. Because he's the next level up, even from you. But what happens then? I don't know. Oh, that's the scary bit. And we've had photos of him outside the studio, so he knows where it is. He knows where it is. What's he look like? I've never seen him. Tall. I think he's a ginger, too. Is he? Yeah. yeah. So he's to be... Is that why he listens to us? Yeah, wow, well, that's he right. He probably feels that kinship. <laughs> I would hope so. But, so look... Yeah, you know, know, we just have to do pre-records and stuff to make sure that we're well, not that's actually... that's why we're here now. Why are we here now? We're here now because I'm off to sail tomorrow. Okay. So it is, in fact, Monday night at 19 past seven. But that's not the time right now. If you're driving along and you're late for something, you're not, in fact, late. It's probably about half past eight or probably more... Quarter to nine. Quarter to nine, actually. Tomorrow morning. night. Oh, Tuesday night. On yeah. Pulse FM 94.7 in Geelong. What are you doing in sail, mate? Uh, fire training for my day job. Oh, geez, that sounds like fun. It does, and sail is such a jewel of a place <laughs> um, to go to. It's, it's We mustn't be thinking of the same way. Yeah, full of friendly locals and wonderful <laughs> weather. So... You know, you know that scene in The Simpsons. We should do tours in Victoria, should we? Have you? Do you remember that scene in The Simpsons where the guys from the the is designing the car and they ring up and they give him the spray and you can't hear it. And uh, Homer's brother goes, "Now you're going to say everything you just said, but you're going to say exactly the opposite." And he gives it to the kids, and they go, yeah. "Homer does not smell, and all his <laughs> ideas are fantastic." So you want one of those? That's how I feel with about sale. Well, it is a lovely place to buy meth. 
Well, there's lots of it. and yeah. uh, It yeah. is the meth capital. That, is it? That in Maui, I think, I read somewhere. Oh. That's, that's the two and that's places, the other thing, yeah. too. When you... G'day to everyone <laughs> <laughs> on the eastern half of the state. But yeah. when you drive out there, you drive through all these wonderful places. Yeah. Too. Maui, yeah. Taralgon, Morwell. More. And, and each of them says, like, turn around now. Now's your chance. <laughs> Abandon so, hope all ye who enter. <laughs> um, is we've that, got is the, that uh, everything? That, that's everything, mate. And I think we should have a song and uh, keep going. Sure. So it's, uh, that's come together by, I don't know, who? Um, what's that band that was yeah. around the 60s? Uh, they, they used to have the long hair and that. And yeah. Named after an insect or something? Uh, I can't nah, I don't know. Crickets? Uh, <laughs> uh. Anyway, uh, that, that was the Beatles with Come Fantastic. Together. Yeah. Uh, possibly the best band ever, Tim, would you say that? Oh, look, oh, hard to argue. Isn't hard it? to argue on numbers alone, Enough but we've all got our, all our favourites. And uh, they changed it, and look, the work that uh, I thought they did their best work with uh, John Lennon and Yoko Ono, I thought some of that stuff was just uh, out of this world. So, yeah. Especially when they just lie in bed for peace. <laughs> Went number eight, number eight, number eight <laughs> for four minutes. Yeah, it was number nine. Sorry, number nine, was yeah, it? Yeah, you were thinking about the sequel. Or the prequel. <laughs> the prequel, you're an idiot. Um, so, uh, well, we haven't got a force night out for tonight. It's actually no. your turn to give me one. It is. Yours uh, is coming up, though, isn't it? When is it? Uh, next Wednesday. Next Wednesday? Mm, yeah. Awesome. I'll be away. So... I actually was going to have one for you, but it sort of fell apart. So I was actually going to send you to the Richmond Football Club AGM. Oh, really? Yeah. That would have been brilliant. It would have been brilliant, but it's virtual, so I can't send you. Uh, Yeah, I could do it online. No. But it's not the same. Not the same, because all you'll do is you'll have it open, and then you'll have something else open, and you'll be doing something else. Because remember I signed you up for that online inning class. We forgot about that, weren't we? Yeah. Um, But it was um, was right out of England, and it was (laughs) two in the morning. I'll tell you what, they were strict too. So if you... Remember if you bought a ticket but didn't turn up for whatever reason, they barred you for life. Oh, really? Yeah, like they were really strict about it. Did they? Did you get a thing from them? No, I didn't get a thing from them, but it said on their sort of conditions, on their little page. If you don't turn up, you're so, barred yeah. for life. So you, they said, we're serious about knitting. If you, <laughs> if you say you're going but you don't, that's it, gone. <laughs> oh, jeez. So, it's not Sue Massey running, is it? <laughs> uh, anyway, as I was saying, uh, we haven't got a, a, no. a, a force on out, but what we are going to talk about yes. is that we're going to turn into a comedy festival show. Yes, we are. So, so um, next year at the 2023 Melbourne International Comedy Festival, we will be doing five shows wow. in the second half of the festival in the at the Mantra Studio Kitchen and Bar in Yarraville. All right, hang on, Studio a Kitchen and Bar. Just, I'm not just working in the kitchen, am I? It's not like you signed me up to. Yeah, actually, that's so. Yeah. I forgot to say. So to get our show in there, you have to do five hours of dishes every, <laughs> every night. So what it is, it's got this wonderful studio or performance space out the back, seat 60, yep. and it has a wonderful projector so we can show you all the wonderful footage that we've got from our Force Nights Out. It'll be a 50-minute show with Luke and I presenting all the stuff that we've done to each other throughout the year. And we'll write something down, won't we? We won't just get to show videos and that. Yeah, no, no, no. We're going to write be a proper show. Yes, Are Luke, we? we're going to write a proper show. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, we're gonna, and do you know what we're going to do, this, too? And then we did this. We're going to practice it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and like it's going to be a problem. People are going to give us money to come to the show. Really? Yeah. How many people? Oh, 60 a night, hopefully. Can we charge 50 bucks so I can see some pineapples? 
No, but I'll, I'll tell you what. If so, we're going to charge twenty five full price. Yeah. Twenty concession, and the first Thursday show will be a preview show, like a practice show. So you only have to pay fifteen dollars to come to that one. Oh, geez, that's a bargain. It is a bargain. So usually they're, they're getting ten dollars off by oh. coming on the first night. Yeah, on the first night. Well, I know what I'd be doing, Tim. Oh, I'm I'd not be, made of money. No, that's right. You're not. So, and also for our you know immense fan base here in Geelong, mm. it's in Yarraville, so it's slightly closer than going all the way into the city. Where's Yarraville? Uh, Footscray. Oh, it's out there. Yeah, you yeah. might as well have had it in Corio. No, or no, no. Isn't no. that like a poorer part of? Not anymore. Well, I think it was. It's not anymore. Not anymore. No. But is it? Didn't you tell me once that the closer you are to the CBD, the more? Yeah, you know but I did that for. last year. I did that last yeah, year. Yeah, Charles Dickens. Out of how many tickets do I have to sell? I had ten. I had five, out of five hundred tickets, I sold one hundred and ten. All up. All up. Yeah, so, so, and that was including <laughs> one sellout night of forty-four. <laughs> <laughs> that was because you couldn't park anywhere near it. It wasn't because your show was shit. That was no. just another aspect of it. So, <laughs> um, it. It was really hard to get near it. I remember because I uh, supported you a couple of times. You did. So I'd have to come straight from work yeah. uh, and try and get a park. And it was just a nightmare. And that'll be one of the good things about this place is it's got great parking. Has it really? Yeah. Oh, geez. You'd almost just go every night, wouldn't you? Well, I'd I'll, go three or four times. What I'd, what I'd want, you know, if I was just, you know, John Q. Punter. Yeah. I want to see how the show develops over the five shows. Yeah. So they, the first one's like, oh, it's good, but then yeah, it's probably going to get better. And, yeah. yeah. Little do they know, we never get better <laughs> at anything. You know, we're not like a fine bottle of red. So, <laughs> look, tickets will be up soon uh, on the Melbourne International Comedy website, but it's very exciting. It'll be great. Yeah, cool. Um, and it'll be, it's a fantastic venue. Uh, with fantastic owners. I'm uh, looking forward to it because I, I supported you last year, you but did. I've never actually had my own show no. as part of it, so this would be good to do. No, and, it'd be good, yeah. Um, when do we have to get off our backside and ride it? Oh, ASAP. Well, not ASAP, but it's because all the stuff's done, so yeah. just over the next couple of months we'll start riding it. And, and in the meantime, we'll still be doing a lot of Force Nights Out to <laughs> gain material. Yeah, absolutely. So you've got your... Um, have, you, have you done your... Did you get an exemption from the police? To attend <laughs> next week, you're an idiot. Have you, is that why you're late tonight? Because you're in the police station trying to get an exemption. Yes, that's right. I got to play a song right by a band I went and saw on Saturday night. Oh, I mean, I didn't get through the whole thing because it was just torrential downpour. Yeah. Uh, I rang you up to see if you wanted some free oh, tickets, didn't you? And you just going, yeah, it sounds good, mate. No, but I didn't even think about the weather. Mm. Oh, I just, I was just rude, and I thought, no, nah, look, it's a lovely offer, but no. And then as we were sitting there, I forget what we were watching something on TV, and you could just hear the rain belting into the roof, and I just thought, oh, he's out there. Yeah, we, we, we stood, what do you call it, we, we withstood the storm for a little while. Oh, it just getting too much, wouldn't it? it? just, it got to the point where it was, like, coming in sideways, and it was getting under your jacket. Yeah, it would so be. we had raincoats on and that, but it got underneath, and it was just too uncomfortable. So in yep. the end, we thought, let's go and play a bit of table tennis instead. <laughs> but, but we did see about five or six songs. Of Crowded House. Of Crowded House. Yeah. Angus and Julia Stone were great. Yep. Um, fantastic, actually. They blew me away. Yep. Uh, but Crowded House, well, we'd love to have stayed. It was just impossible. And your dad looked like he had a great time. <laughs> I mean, some of those photos were set up, but not all of them. No. So anyway, here's Crowded House with Distant Sun. Sponsor. The Pivotonian Cinema is open again, seven days a week from 10.30am. The Candy Bar is serving up premium food, beer and wine delivered directly to your seat. Strict social distancing and sanitisation ensures every visit is a safe and enjoyable time. Go to pivotcinema.com.au and select your preferred date and time. The Pivotonian Cinema, proudly the home of Geelong's finest independent films. Station Sponsor. 
Hands up if you are looking to grow your business and drive customers to your door. Civic Outdoor is a Victoria-owned and operated billboard company that provides an affordable advertising medium to local businesses. From Armstrong Creek to Bowen Heads, Civic Outdoor communicates with your community where it matters, where they work, shop, travel and play. Visit civicoutdoor.com.au and put your business on the road to success. Station sponsor. And we're back here on 97.4 The Pulse with Fat and Ginger. I am both Fat and Ginger, as is Luke. Hence you sound more like Fatty Vorton then than Fat and Ginger. Do you like that? Yeah, I was just trying right. on a bit of the old uh, FM, yeah, Voice yeah. FM voice. Oh, really? Oh, I remember. Is that what you used to do in Voice FM? No, not us. We don't, were never... I don't understand why the station didn't take off. <clears throat> I'll tell you why it didn't take off. No. Go on. Well, because they had a broadcast area as big as a postage stamp, <laughs> and they didn't have any streaming. And every time we went to leave the building, the alarms would go off. Remember? That's right, yeah. Mm. yeah that, used, that used to give me the heebie-jeebies, too, because it was, it was loud. Yeah. What um, you got coming up? No, I don't know. Hang on, let me, let me get the run sheet back up. Thanks very much. Um, well, I'm going to jump ahead of you and yeah. play the jingle. Yeah, I think so. Don't believe the hype. That's actually crap. Ah, time to get some stuff off our chests. Uh, with uh, That's crap. Um, I was going to say something there, but I won't. Yeah, no, 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 don't. See, I like okay. that. I like that. Don't. Yeah, I know. I'm starting to think like yeah, that. Yeah, I should, good. I should start pulling my head in a little bit. Do you know what? Bit. Less is more, right? Yeah, I know. Um, Maybe you should start pulling your head in a little bit too. Oh, here we go. You come on. I'll give you, I'll tell you what, I'll give no, you 30, right. 30 I, seconds. I, I think the listener can make their own jokes now. Okay. Based on that. You done? Yeah. Good. Go all right. So, uh, that's crap. Can I start? Is that all right? Yeah, go for it, so, man. I um, want you to be happy. <laughs> Do you know what? I am happy. There you go. <laughs> Because um, you broke the kid's piggy bank. No, no, no. We opened it. We didn't oh, that's break right. it. It's Sorry, yeah. intact. I would smash my kid's piggy yeah, bank. Yeah, I know you would. Be, but you'd be looking a... for pizza money one night or something. It'd be just all over. <laughs> Every time they'd fill it up, it'd just be like you coming just, out the bottom the other you, end. You'd just peg it at the pizza delivery guy. Yeah. It'd be like one of those tubes. They'd put one of those notes in. <laughs> and it'd and come it'd out the bottom. Go, just turn up in my room. <laughs> Sorry, go on. So on the weekend, like I said, we went into town for the piggy bank day out, right? Yep. And we use public transport because that was part of the thrill for the kids. They enjoy the public transport, the train, um, everything. So, And we had the full public transport experience because there was buses replacing trains from South Geelong Station to Geelong Station. So <laughs> you got the full experience. So, hey, kids, we're getting, it's all mucked up again. This is what happens <laughs> this every is what time happens. you go to Melbourne. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so we saw the, the, the Christmas windows there at Meyer and Burke Street in the mall, yeah. which, is a, which is a bizarre experience because, and I don't know how recently you've done it, you line up in like the big snaky S shape, right? Mm-hmm. But the whole time you can see the windows, yeah. and yet you still line up and wait to get to the front to walk along Just the to front. Just walk along the stuff you've it's, already seen. It's the most bizarre thing. But it's crazy. The kids enjoyed it, so that's what counts. Yeah. We then, sorry, I've actually got my timeline mixed up. So as we're arriving at Burke Street Mall to see that, right, there were protesters walking up the mall and then up Burke Street towards Spring Street, up towards Government House. Okay, protesting. That's the thing. I don't know what they were protesting. Well, that's not a good protest. No, that's right. Explaining What's the clearly point? what that's they're right. protesting. What's the point in protesting if you're not going to let people know what you're protesting about? And it was the most, it was the weirdest thing because there was would have been, and I'm trying, you know, I know I'm prone to exaggeration at times, but there would have been about 20 protesters mm-hmm. and about 50 cops all around and protecting them <laughs> with cars and vans and everyone, right? But, if, like, but if no one knows what they're, pro- why are they getting protection? It's, well, they must. You must book them in, right? You must go. I'm going to protest at this time, and the cops go. Yep, no worries. We'll protect you. I don't know. And twenty people turned up, and they already assigned fifty policemen. Must be. Remember when Frank Sinatra came out in his last tour of Australia, and he had like about a hundred security, and no one turned up. No. And he was just surrounded by a ring of people. 
And that was it. And there was and no, no one else was around. I think it was at the airport when he first arrived, and they were expecting him to be mobbed, and just no one, no was one there. No one turned up. No, that's right. Yeah. But, like, they were the worst protesters. So I saw some dreadlocks in there somewhere, and there was drums being beaten, and I was sort of looking for a sign, you know, what are they all on about? And no, I don't it know. It sounds like a, a, something from, like, um, Animal Kingdom, where they set this up while they're robbing the place down the street because all the cops are there. Makes know? sense, right? That's what you do. You go, we'll have a protest, yeah. and then we'll nip off. cops and, get a sign, yeah, and then right. over the other side of town. We're robbing a TAB. Yeah. yeah. What were they saying, though? Like, what do we want? No. <laughs> was when a, do we want it? No, <laughs> there was none of that, because that would have been a dead giveaway, right? Yeah. There was none of that. It was just drums. Well, and don't most... they need signs to be a protest? Well, I would have thought so. You've got to let people know what you're protesting But then, about. the problem was, so we go, okay, we're going to get the tram up, Bur- up the other way up Burke Street towards yeah. Southern Cross Station, and we'll get the train and go home. You know, we're tax-paying citizens. You know, we paid, bought a ticket and the whole lot. No, no. Every single tram up the length of Burke Street had been cancelled because, because of their of the pro- pro- because of 20 protesters. Because of their protests. That's playing right. their drums with the dreadlocks. Is right. that because maybe they were the drivers of the trams? <laughs> I, mean, I haven't seen a lot of trams but with dreadlock. Here we go. Here's how you separate the wheat from the chaff when it comes to protesters. Go on. Don't stop the trams. Yeah. You know what? And then you'll find out how committed you are the yeah. cause when you're dodging trams. <laughs> See if they're prepared to play chicken That's for the right. cause. Here comes a, you know, non-conformity. Here comes 65 tonnes of conformity. Let's yeah. see who wins. You know. Let's see who wins that. So, uh, look, that's crap. So did you never find out what, what it was about? I think it might have been at one of those whack job freedom anti-vax Can protests. we Google it? Yeah, but what do you Google? Protest Saturday afternoon melt. Oh, yeah. Surely, surely there's not an anti-vax protest still going on. It's, it, that horse is well and truly Or bolted. it might have been one of the independent candidates. For Hang on, what, what, am I, what am I Googling here? I don't know. Protest Saturday afternoon Protest Melbourne. Melbourne. This is scintillating radio, by the way. This will be tapping away. CBD today. Uh, let's see, what have we got here? An anti-lockdown protest is currently happening. When, Saturday? Uh, can't, they can't still be ago. protesting against something that's not happening. Anti-monarchy? Is that it? No, uh, that was sort of when she died, wasn't it? You've got to do, like, how do you get it to come up, like, so it's new? News. That's pretty straightforward, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Tune into uh, Fat and Ginger and listen to Luke try and Google something. 14 hours ago. <laughs> Sports bet battles. No, that's not it. No, I, don't know. I can't right. find no, it. I, I, Look, they they don't be... deserve to have any publicity. No. If you can't have a sign made up, no. you know, or at least a bit of a chant happening. Your heart's or, not in it. Or women with bras. Like, remember yeah. they used to do that? Yeah, burning women, bras. Women used to go around in bras to protest yeah. stuff. Like, then I'll listen. That's right. What do you got for me? Back then, protests, when protests were good. Yes, but if you're not even going to make up a no. sign, I'm not going to give you any time of day. No. And plus, I don't know how to Google you. <laughs> Stuff them. <laughs> anyway, that's crap. All right, that's a good one. What, um, you got? what have I got written down for mine, mate? Um, I don't know. You write it down. <laughs> oh, AFL draft. Now, the re- hang on. What? It's not AFL draft time, is it? Well, it is. It's this week, I think. Is it? It's this week, right? It's coming up. Now, I do enjoy the AFL Sorry, draft. Can I stop you there, though, just before we go on? You have made your views on the AFL draft very clear already. Oh, yes. We love the AFL draft yeah. down at Geelong uh, Cats yeah. these days, yeah. especially this one coming up. But we. We all look forward to the draft, but the, uh, the reason I put in that's crap is because, right, you have your footy, it goes from what, let's say February, you mm-hmm. start, it starts getting back into the subconscious of the community, and it goes all the way through to grand final day, then you've got trade period, mm-hmm. and then you've got, I think there's another little trade period where you can sign up anyone that's uh, not been taken right. or something like that. Anyway, it goes all the way through to October, right? Then you have a month of nothing. Right, or everyone's on holidays. You might get a picture of someone at the Grand Canyon or you know, Jordan Degoe with his hands on some boobs or something. But then all of a sudden, nothing for a month. Yeah. And then you've got the draft. 
So everyone's clamouring for footy news. And what do you, we've talked about this before. What mm. are you really clamouring for, Tim? You're clamouring for hope, aren't you? Yes. You want to know you're not going to be shit next year. Yes. You know, so North Melbourne, they've got pick one, uh, two or, and three. I think they've got, they traded pick one. I think something like that. I can't remember. But all they want to know is we're going to be get someone that we can hang our hat on in three or four years' time. Yeah. My issue is this. You don't know any of these players. No. So when you get trade period, you know, okay, we just got um, this bloke, Tanner Bruin. He's been at GWS for a couple of years. I know he's good because they're all talking about it. I've seen him play a couple of games. I'm really excited. But come trade time, no one's heard of anyone. No. So You mean draft, sorry. Dra- dra- sorry, draft time. Yeah. All, all you're doing is you could, I could just make up names and just yep. go, um, Tim Young. Yeah. Uh, drafted to Geelong with pick number seven. Yeah. And you go, oh, yes, we got Tim Young. Who the hell is he? <laughs> so true. You know, well, everyone knows who you are. Yeah, you know? But uh, it, 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 you don't really know no, anything. And you clue. have to sort of Google to see what the hell's going on. Is this guy going to be any good? If you're lucky enough on AFL.com, you might be able to find a couple of clips. But you still don't know anything no. about him. But you're excited that you got him. I don't know. It's I've put into that crap because it's like a, a thing that everyone thinks is good. Everyone watches it. But you really don't know anything about no, it's all about selling the sizzle rather than the steak exactly right that's uh, that's really well put thanks, man. you Appreciate should be a school teacher yeah, or something yeah no i'm not, no, I'm not no, doing that again up with that um, strike on your record yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and that's the thing and as we discussed previously it's a gamble anyway because we have no idea what this person's going to turn out to be like no anyway. that's right and, and, and it is we've talked about that but but the hype around it for supporters i think it's I like it because yep. but every time i look at it and i think i'd rather get someone from another club not I'd rather get them, but you know what I mean? Like, at yeah. least you know who they are, and you go, oh, yeah, I've seen them play. They're good. But they're just kids, yeah. and you don't know anything about them. No, that's right. So why do we get so excited about it? Because it's footy. Because it's like, footy. Right, so NBA, yep. you know, or NFL, their college system is so big, you know who you're getting. They're well, on we've ESPN. we about they're, this, haven't we? Yeah. They're, they're massive names already in in the whole country. Right. Everyone and knows who they are. So you're really excited, and they read their name out, and they give them the, the shirt or whatever, and they get up there and go, I really can't wait to get to your town, da, da, da. And it's exciting because you know who they are. Yeah, now we give them a shirt, and we just go, oh, it could be anyone. And also they're a couple of years older. Yeah, they are. So yeah, they're all about true. 22 because they've all played college and gone through however many years of college football yeah. or basketball. They come out the other end, and like you say, they're already known as superstars. Yeah. The good thing at Geelong is it doesn't matter who we pick up, yeah. we turn them into superstars, mate. Do you know, and do you know, okay, trying to plug on, you know, professionally with the show, <laughs> the sport, just the never-ending crap about them, is, so then that goes, and then every team has an article in the paper that appears, right, with the with the boys training with their shirts off, looking all tanned and ripped and stuff, you know, yeah. training the house down, yeah. never looked yeah. fitter, yeah. like North Melbourne. Oh, we are on yeah. track. We are on track. Yeah. This is the year. Yeah. Mick Moltenhouse comes out and says something ridiculous, like, we're not going to lose a game all season, and it's just yeah. on. He picked Essendon for the Premiership this year. What twenty two? Yep. Did he? Yep. He's a he's a luminary. He's going isn't beautifully, he? isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> look, all right. Will look, we, uh, we, does it make into that scrap? Oh, one hundred percent. And your protesters, well, they they were already. Yeah. I didn't even have to comment on no, that. No, it's, it's of, no, that's right. So look, I think we should have a song and then come back with our very special guest. That sounds great. All right. Let's go. I really enjoyed that song. <laughs> that song by who, Tim? 
for Eminem. <laughs> I just gave you that, didn't I? No, I don't mind a bit of Eminem, especially that, that was when he was at his best back in about, I think it was about 2003. Anyway, yep. uh, we've got a very, very special guest, Tim. Yep. A uh, bloke I've known for quite a few years, has worn many hats in that time. I've, I've known him to do a, a bunch of different stuff, from uh, helping out with the Dragons. He's at Legion Networks now. Uh, he was with AFL Vic at one stage. He has his own MC business, Tim. He's all over the place, he this is. bloke. Yeah. Um, he pretty much runs Facebook, I think, these days. Yep. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Mr. Luke Maher. Hey. Have you noticed a shortened sound effect at all? And I fade it out, see? Oh. But the problem is when I fade it out, I forget, forget to turn it back up, and then later on I go to play something that doesn't work. It sounds right. like a good putt. <laughs> I've just hit a good yeah. putt, and the crowd's yeah. gone up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. trust me, I've had, I reckon I've played three rounds of golf in the last week, and there's no good putt. There's no good putts. No. Well, Gentlemen, I can bring the speakers good. along for you, if you like. Um, I might help. We've got some laughter tracks we like to play at our comedy night, exactly. Luke, so it uh, helps you've us get a few there. So. If you've played three rounds of golf in the last week, that's pretty impressive, because it's been pretty ordinary weather. Golf trip with uh, seven other mates. Yeah, where'd you last go last weekend? We went to Wood End of all oh, places. Yeah, I Tim, know Wood End. You're looking um, remarkably well for a bloke who's just been on a big golf trip like that. No, nah, it, 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 it did said took me a week to recover. Um, <laughs> so, so we're a week in now. But no, nah, we went to Wood End. We played Mount Macedon, and yep. it's the first time I've played golf. And, and I'm from Ballarat originally, but it's the first time I played golf where I've teed off. And then your guess is as good as mine where the balls were because. On that Friday, the fog set in at about two o'clock in the oh, afternoon wow. when we teed off. Yeah. So any hole that had any distance about it, you, you I've honestly could not tell where your ball was. Where the ball to ended up. Yeah. I think most golf trips I've found to be quite foggy. Yep. And you can't really see where your ball is. So <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you're thinking about there. We're the SC on the back of the cart, so it's fair to say that it wouldn't have mattered whether you could see or not. <laughs> we weren't seeing by the end of it anyway. I think the last round of golf I ever played was out at Beaufort, at the Beaufort Golf Course. I don't know if you've ever played that. And it was the I've never been as cold. Sand scrapes? That's not a golf no, course, no. mate. That's just people's front yards. No, no, it, that's the problem. It is a genuine golf course with proper greens. And I, I made the mistake of wearing sneakers instead of proper golf shoes. And I stood in a puddle on the first hole. <laughs> Both my feet are saturated. It was freezing cold. I remember we got to the twelfth hole, and the guy I was playing with whipped out a hip flask of bourbon. He goes, "Here, get on this." And I go, "You've waited until the twelfth <laughs> hole to let me know that you've got bourbon in your bag, you prick." And that was how long ago was that? Oh, four or five years. I was going to say because you only turn to try things once and you never do them again like, yeah, like making love <laughs> sorry what like making love go on you yeah. only tried it once didn't you what are you talking about <laughs> I don't know where this joke's going <laughs> sorry like, oh, we, we, all, we all make love yeah, <laughs> at some right. point in various all. different ways um, so Luke you've, you've been pretty busy lately mate you're at Leisure Networks now is that right that's correct mate I, and when, when you say I've been busy on social media that's my lovely wife that's busy on social yes. media I don't look very or very. Yeah, I, I knew social. she was the brains behind the operation, mate. Yeah. I was just uh, letting you have a brains little bit of looks. Yes, definitely, mate. <laughs> yes. But, uh, no, she does a great job of getting out. There's, that's your other, more your other business, though, isn't Correct. it? So, yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about Legion Networks first. Yep. I've had a lot to do with them over the years. They were the, uh, the team behind the Geelong Dragons, and the amazing, incredible work they do down there. They continue to do in Geelong. They've been around thirty years, mate. So, uh, tell us about how that came about. Yeah, look, it's been it's been a challenging. I guess I've been with Leisure Networks now for 18 months, but prior to that, obviously, my work with AFL Victoria um, had sort of lasted. I'd worked in the footy scape, I guess, since two th- early 2009. Um, and then at the end of 2019, um, things changed a little bit for me work-wise. Um, the position that I had within AFL Victoria um, 
wasn't there anymore. So, so oh, really let's go back a step. What were you doing with AFL Victoria? Yeah, just did development work. So development work within the Geelong region, um, working with, and I heard you talking before about the draft, It's talk, it was working with a lot of those pre-draftable 14, 15-year-old um, elite players in our region. That took up a small part of it, um, but that was certainly very rewarding when, it, when you saw um, What sort of those, players? Oh, look, Darcy Parrish. I don't know what a dry, I'm not a name Listen, dropper. Who, who but, did look, you forge their career for? Like, if uh, it wasn't you, know, they never would have made it. Luke, Luke number one, because you're Luke number one, you're Luke number two for today. Don't mention any Cats players, please, for the love <laughs> of God. <laughs> uh, no, so, Darcy Parrish. So yeah. Da- Darcy Parrish, Sam Walsh, Charlie Kern, all these guys that have played, that are playing some amazing footy right now. Wouldn't have made it if it wasn't for you. uh, You're (laughs) saying that, Luke. I'm not saying that. Um, But to have a small piece of, um, I guess, their um, upbringing into AFL footy. Absolutely. I must say, though, that off the back of that... um, there's a, no, there's a hell of a lot more kids that have gone through programs that I still see locally, that I still have an affinity with, that I still say hi to, that I've still got yep. – I'll have a beer yeah. with. They don't have to be – they didn't yeah, have to be AFL course, players mate. to be that. And, and they would but, appreciate that too, that you've helped absolutely. them in their careers. Yep. And they probably forge great careers here, here locally as well. Yeah, absolutely. Which is a bloody high standard, mate. It's, yeah, it's good footy. It's great footy, yeah, mate. Yeah. So there's, there's blokes like Tom Atkins that just get plucked. Um, uh, Tom Stewart's another. Mm. They were just yep. playing local footy here and just got plucked out of there as a mature age guy. And next thing you know, their their premiership plays for Geelong, Tim. But it, Tom Stewart should have got about ten weeks for what he just did. Oh. Just, just quietly <laughs> moving on. Uh, Dion Pressey should have protected himself. Anyway, let's move on. Um, but no, that's great, mate. So you were helping out with that as part of your role. I know you Geelong Dragons. You were helping then, out there as and well. And then come 2016, uh, I t- had some conversations with um, with the Bell Park Footy Club. Yep. Uh, Leisure Networks were involved um, through Timmy Downs, who's a good friend of mine, yep. good friend of yours. Been on the too, show Luke. here, mate. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Ripper Feller uh, has done some amazing work, and certainly, certainly was the driving force behind the Dragons to to get it to a point where it started, and certainly the next four or five years until um, until I come on board and um, probably change the look, which it, it may well have needed. Um, but the work that we did in that first twelve months to actually get it to a point, and then along comes uh, Luke Massey, Jai Smith, and the co to bring what we thought was a great idea to, to fruition and to what it's become now, it, it, it's almost a driving sp- driving force behind um, inclusion and it's amazing to, to see that you, you have Sam Morford at the AFL Grand Final um, coming out of the crowd with Joel and yeah, stuff like that. Like it, it's, it's just remarkable stuff um, and the last 18 months that I've had from a work point of view, um, I've never had this sort of reward. Um, and I've been pretty open within the staff at Leisure Networks to say that I've come from an environment working within an AFL system that I loved, loved the work, but to come to a, an organisation like Leisure Networks where the value is the person, yeah, more so than the work output and, and yeah. what you do from a work point of view, um, the reward is endless. And, and, and I'm, I'm very blessed to be in a position where um, I wake up each morning and love my job. 
and obviously I love my wife and my kids and love my life. So um, it's a pretty good place to be. That's yeah, a real good place to be. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Right on. And there is such a great bunch of uh, young kids to look, look after down there. So obviously I've had a lot to do with the ones at the footy club, but also I did the video for Leisure Networks for their 30th anniversary and got to meet a few of the others that, you know, maybe not into sport, but uh, still, you know, they might go and do art or they yep. might go and do gardening and things like that. All these great programs that Leisure Networks run, and I'd never had any idea of the, the different sort of things that they do. And to see some of those just blew me away. And, and the, the brilliant stories, the obvious care that the staff there have for everyone, it's just a, a really great organisation. And I must admit too, Luke, that I was the same. Before I, um, I'd, I'd previously done a lot of work with Leisure Networks um, from an AFL point of view, sort of working side by side. Um, until I actually got intrinsically involved and employed by Leisure Networks, you, you, you don't fathom how big the organisation mm. is from a from a disability point of view. And um, yeah, like you said, the work that you do, I'll walk in walk into headquarters and regardless of whether someone knows you or not, they're inviting, whether they're a client, whether they're a staff, it, it doesn't matter. It's just the environment that's uh, that's a very positive one. Mm. Yeah, that's a good place. A bit like where you worked, Tim. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, Very, very positive, yeah, isn't it? Absolutely. I'm... <laughs> Just before we can... I, I, I better not say too much. I'm so very I used to work there, Luke. I don't even I can, just, I can pot him. He can't. shut up for a minute. Okay. I'm very Sorry. happy to be employed where I am. I really enjoy it. I think it's wonderful. Thank you very much. That was really <laughs> well said. And mate. I wish to Why remain... Why are you reading that off a bit of paper? <laughs> I wish to remain employed there long term. <laughs> no, they're a wonderful organisation. They're good payers though, aren't they? Uh, they are, just not taxes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they don't pay taxes. What? I'm not saying I don't work there anymore. I can say what I want. Yeah, I know, but I do. Yeah, well, I didn't say you said it, did I? (laughs) Tim Tim did not agree with that last comment, and he's really looking forward to the Christmas party on Saturday night. I am. Now, uh, it's wonderful to see with the footy what's happening next year. So instead of just having the the team, the Geelong Dragons team, you're now going to have the competition in Geelong. So how many teams are going to be in that? Four, five? Four. Four teams. Yeah, yeah, four teams. And it's, it's... it's a, it's a leap of faith, to be honest. Yeah, right. Because the Dragons program has been so successful, yep. um, we, we've pretty much sat back and we've gone, well, let's not have that program anymore and let's start a new one. Yeah. It's all ca- it's all come about because the Dragons program itself has a cap of probably two teams. Um, yep. it, it is, from a volunteer point of view, quite exhaustive for people to go to Melbourne and um, take busloads of players to Melbourne. Especially as a separate entity, right? That's like, correct. That's why you need that club affiliation where they can take ownership. Yeah, yep. so so that thought process along with the work that um, that AFL Victoria have done within the schools, the specialist schools here in Geelong, there's a real um, cry out for, for more, I guess, options, more um, uh, opportunities to be able to play AFL and we had the conversation with Bell Parker initially with mm. Pete Robbo, and, and he was quite uh, open to the idea. Um, he's been with the program since its inception and works tirelessly. Yeah, he's a great fellow. Uh, works probably way too hard for, for someone that's just a general club volunteer, but mm. um, does does amazing work. We reached out to um, a number of clubs that um, have got some sort of tie within either um, disability or connection back to Leisure Networks, and we just had the conversation. It, it took some time to get it to a point where we needed it to, um, to be able to then broadcast and say, hey, this is what we're doing. But we were pretty comfortable to know that um, we've got four amazingly inclusive clubs that yep. that are on board. 
Yeah, so um, it's, it's St. Joey's, Bell Park. Is it Newcomb? Newcomb. And, and Geelong West Giants. Geelong West, yep. Yeah, so... Um, so that covers a fair bit of the... Yeah, the, yeah the look, we, 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 we tried to be targeted in that approach. Um, we've got Surf Coast and Lara that both sit on the periphery that, that may come in in 2024. Yeah. Um, but... At this point in time, we didn't have enough um, known numbers. Uh, either, yeah, numbers at at the, the okay, so those extreme um, sites, Lara and Surf Coast, mm. to to keep it relatively central. Yep. So, Newcomb are doing some amazing stuff within the disability space and the all ability space, football, netball. Scott Smith um, does amazing work in that space. So, um, we were pretty lucky in that regard. Uh, it's now we've divided the players up into the four clubs, which has shown a little bit or shown to be um, difficult because some players do have some affinities be- with both club and player. Um, uh, there's some great yeah. friendships amongst them. So mm. we'll make it that inclusive that the, the when the two games are played on a could be a Thursday night, it could be a Saturday mm. night after a senior game of footy, we're not going to be pigeonholed to a time. Um, but we want to have these players exposed to um, to footy and and, yep. and clubs to be exposed to exposed to them because, as you know, Luke, they are amazing humans and um, they do some amazing work and they the smile that are on their faces twenty four seven makes it easier to have a smile on your own face. So yeah, and, and it's yeah. great that they've got this league now where they don't have to spend a long time in the car or bus That's to, right. to, to go and play footy because some of them just couldn't have that time or maybe weren't able to sit on a bus that long. So to be able to play here in Geelong, uh, I'm actually, uh, Jai's taking care of the St. Joey's team and yep. I did put my hand up for team manager, but since then I've had to pull out due to time constraints and not knowing what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> so they've got someone who's better better place for that, but I am going to go uh, along and support. And, and his first thing when he spoke to his team was that we're not here to play in wins. That does not worry me at all. We're here to have fun together, to grow as a team, to bond together. And that's really how what disability footy is all about. That was one of the beautiful things about the Dragons. And I, th- and I think for me, that's the reason why um, this competition will succeed is because we're almost feeding this competition from the bottom up. So we want to have, if there's a young boy or a girl in a wheelchair that wants to come and play footy, absolutely. Come yeah, along, man. jump in a forward pocket, have your carer or your mum or your dad there with you. But if we can get you the footy and you can handle it, and, and that's the what they have in life and that's what they want, then mm. if we can reward that in some small capacity, I reckon it'll be fantastic. It'll yeah, be absolutely, yeah. mate. It'll be brilliant to see. And hopefully we can see people starting to get behind it here in Geelong as well. Yeah. And start, you know, getting behind some of these teams and, and you know, sponsor especially who want to get their brand affiliated with something like this. It's, it's just a brilliant Someone um, should like make win-win. a TV show about it. Well, you know, it's, <laughs> some things have been done, mate, and uh, you just leave that alone. But uh, I, actually, I did see one somewhere up north. Someone was trying to do one. Oh, really? Yeah, and they, I think mine was called B-Dragons and, and theirs was called Becoming Bulldogs or something like that. I, oh, really? I just wrote a little thing and said, yeah, flattery is the best form of... Uh, <laughs> Imitation is the best form of flattery. Yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah. And the beauty of this is that we're, <laughs> AFL Barwon will administer the competition. So it's all streamlined locally. So St. Joseph's, Newcomb, Geelong West Giants, Bell Park have all got one administration hub. Um, Feeder have done an amazing job with what they do, and they do an amazing job. Yeah, they do. We just thought, mm-hmm. we just thought locally that it was best to do it that way. Yeah. Park Stadium Trust has always been our, the Dragons' major sponsor, and will continue that, I know, that AFL Bar and their commercial manager now will talk to the commercial team there. Yeah. Um, we're hopeful that things like potential GMHBA games and stuff like that could be on the cards pending on yeah. the AFL draw yeah. when he comes out. 
Well, yeah. I know they won't be using the ground much in the first half of the year, mate, because the uh, Cats are getting all their home games in the back half. Oh, here we go. So there you go. Well, I'm not saying it like No, you that. are. It's coming. It's not coming, mate. I'm just trying to say that Geelong have asked for all their home games, their nine home games, to be in the back half of the year because the, the grandstand will be finished by then. So they want to try and get maximise their attendance. What's taking so long? I don't know, mate. I'm not a construction worker. Well, Why don't yeah. you get down there and help me out with your fireman well, skills? Because I'm busy. Or what? <laughs> what? Stand there and go, yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'll be doing. Um, so, but no, that, that'll freeze up the ground for the first half of the year is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, you yeah. might be able to get a few games then. Hopefully they get behind it as well. Uh, and uh, look, a lot of work comes in to make something like this happen, doesn't it? Because we sort of talked about this maybe pre-COVID two yep. or three years, four years ago, you were in on some of those meetings yep. as well. Uh, it became too hard almost with the amount of volunteers and that we had. But uh, what's the difference now? In the, Is it just because the clubs are the ones that are going to be responsible? I, I, and I don't want to get political here because mm-hmm. it's not my piece, but um, oh, certainly, no certainly, one listens here anyway. Cer- certainly the PC nature of our society has its negatives, but it certainly has its positives. And the positives are that we want to broadcast people with a disability and what they do because it's they're not just like you and I they're they are you and I they're mm-hmm. not just like us they are us yeah, yeah. Um, and they haven't had that exposure it, it's almost um, they've been put in a back corner for years and years and now there's the exposure piece there that um, allows them to to be themselves because they're, they are they're, they're absolutely no different to you and I no, so not at all. so the, so the beauty of all that is is that um, the PC world that we live in suggests that we have to have these people front and centre, as well as mainstream people, as well as, well as AFLW, as well as mm. uh, Big Bash Women's Cricket, whatever it might be, they're all front and centre, so they all get their time. And and the four clubs that we have now, as well as a number of clubs that have tapped me on the shoulder and say, hey, why weren't we in um, the initial yeah. discussions, <laughs> oh, is that right? are, are all sitting here saying, we want this to be front and centre. So the proof, will be, the proof will be in the pudding come next year as to how front and centre it is. Um, but I th- like I said, the four clubs that we've got, um, I'm very confident to know that we're in a good place. And it's nice you got other clubs tapping you on the shoulder and yeah. saying we want to be involved as well. Yeah. Because I know for a fact uh, when we did the Dragons TV show, uh, Joe and myself and, and a couple of the players went out and toured some of the disability schools and they all looked up to these players and they said, yeah. oh, wow, we didn't know we could do that because years gone past they couldn't yeah and so all of a sudden you've got these young kids growing up who who go and might go and watch disability footy a bit like the uh the girls footy you know 10 yeah. years ago there wasn't an avenue for them now it's just gone crazy so it'd be the same sort of thing hopefully and we will have enough players to start filling up some of these other clubs and it, it it's a great it's a great um synergy between what we did because i i still remember in 2009 running a, an all-girls Oz kick on a Sunday morning at Winter Reserve, Belmont Lions. Um, we had a youth girls game before it, and it was pretty much a sent out to the primary schools, any girls that want to come and play footy. I think we had about 13 girls there on the first day. Wow. Um, I reckon it sort of progressed from there to after, I think we had four weeks of it. I think in, in total there was about 30 girls that progressed. Well, I think three of those have, are now playing AFLW footy. Wow. Now, mm. That's not because I ran a Sunday morning session. No, I just added but in the list with Darcy Parish and yeah. Kearney yeah, exactly, and others, exactly, right? and that's and that's and that's how and that's how it works yeah. within a development scheme. And of course, it's no different. You've got to what start we're doing somewhere. Here. Yeah, you've that's got to right. start somewhere. And we've yep. got a really good base here in Geelong. Got a lot of passionate people like yourself, Luke, looking after it. And I can't wait to see where all this ends up, mate. Be, it was nice to be there at the ground, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, I, I can't wait till game one. The, the ball's bounced. 
Yeah. Um, is it sure. going to be double headers? Well, it will be double headers, yeah. And, yeah, and the awesome. clubs, like I said, the, the clubs will manipulate where they want to play. And, and I know that Newcomb are already really keen to, to do a Saturday night after the senior game. So yeah. you might play a St. Joseph's versus Newcomb and then a Bell Park versus Giants on a Saturday night at Newcomb under lights. And I reckon the, I reckon the players would love, absolutely, actually, I reckon Jai would love that. Oh, absolutely. The limelight, he loves, he does love the limelight. Well, he, gets to, he likes to get the rig out when he can, <laughs> he mate. Yeah, 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 just with yeah, his silver yeah. fox. Uh, we, we might play a song, we'll come back, yep. and we we'll just want to find out a little bit more about your business, mate. Sounds good. A bit like the cats, mate. The lid's come off. Uh, the lid's not going back on in a hurry, is it? That was uh, Nirvana with About a Girl. Uh, as we we're about to announce that, Tim spilled his water bottle. And I just had to help him out there, pick you up did. the lid. No, you did, and uh, that's what you always do for me is help me out. Yeah, I'm yeah. here to help. Enrich mate. my life. Yeah, just try and give you some tips just to get you in the right yeah. direction. And yeah. Make sure all my time is used usefully. <laughs> None's wasted waiting for you. Well, you? I don't know. You did say you had three poos today, so I think it was a bit of time wasted there, mate. I'm not quite on top of it yet. Well, like I said, chia seeds are a trap. Anyway, <laughs> aren't you glad you're coming to chat about this, Luke? Uh, mm. When it comes to pooing, I know about that. <laughs> that's it. Now, man of many talents. Exactly. Yeah, so just, just ask the wife. Yeah. Talking to things that are poo so yeah. I was talking before about my experience with protesters uh, on Burke Street on Saturday and, and there was drums there was dreadlocks there was about 5,000 cops but I don't know what they were protesting about and you had a similar experience you said up in Ballarat recently. I, I know what they were protesting about on Saturday because I walked into the Ballarat Cup. I had a um, an MC gig up there for the, I'll call it Sports Bet Park is yep. what they're called, Ballarat. Um, so I had a um, an MC role with, with Sports Bet up there for a number of marquees, CUB yep. marquee and a few others. But as I was walking in, um, the music that was being played out of a, uh, pro- there was probably half a dozen speakers there and it, se- it almost sounded like death. And I thought, what's going on here? And because it was poor rain, I really didn't stop to have a look and see what it was, but yeah. it was the animal libs protests about, yep. obviously, the horse races, but apparently they've been set up everywhere at the whole Spring Carnival to do this, and it was just the most bizarre, bizarre look, I must so, admit. So what's their, what's their point? What are they protesting? The fact that we're using animals to race? I'm not sure. What, I'm not what, sure. Like, you can... I'm not saying that you can half justify jumps racing. I was but, about to say exactly but, that. But, but even that, it's a sport. Like, yeah. Are they going to go and protest about steeplechasing at the Olympics? Because yeah. they're jumping over hurdles as well, or hurdlers. I just, I, I wasn't 100% sure, and it struck me as quite odd, but as you guys know, and as you guys have spoken about, I, I don't think it takes much for people to protest anymore. Yeah. No, you just have to say you're doing it. Yeah. yeah. If, all right, okay. I'm, I, I'm not an expert on the horse. Let's just say that straight up, Tim. Yeah. Yep. But from what I understand, and, and jumps racing maybe isn't great, and I think that might, if that's all it is, then we could easily probably remove that. But uh, you hear from all the, the people that are involved in sports say, well, look, if, if we didn't have this industry, these horses wouldn't be here. There'd be no reason to keep them. We don't farm them. We don't eat them. So they just wouldn't be around. Mm. So this is keeping them going. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but it sounds plausible to me. Like, if people only keep things like that for a reason, if it's financially yeah. viable to them. So, um, you know, we, there's no wild horses going around these days, is there? Yeah, in the high, in the high <laughs> country, there's still be Brumbies getting about. Is there? Yeah. Do you ever go chasing any? Oh, not recently. It's not really my bag. Pull on your, you pull on your brown overcoat and yeah. 
Or, or well, that's what you needed Saturday night out at Crowded House, wasn't it? Was a yeah. You know, just don't Chipara. just don't wear it to the school concert next week. <laughs> <laughs> I've I, we owned a horse, a couple of mates and I. And speaking of horses that are now unowned, yeah, yeah, that's that one. That's that one. Pantera Nier is its name, and there was a yeah. number of um, Geelong people that were in that horse. And it actually happened? won a race on my wife and I's wedding day. Yeah, which was pretty amazing. Is that why he didn't turn up? Uh, we got. I reckon I was. Actually, I've got to be careful what I say. Here. <laughs> I reckon I was. Uh, that got me in a into peak form because it it ran at ten to three, and we uh, Anna walked down the aisle at four o'clock. So right. There was an hour there of uh, a few mates and I, and I had my young my young fellow with me. Um, we're high fiving and carrying on and all that sort of stuff. And we're not big punters, so we didn't win a lot of money. Yeah. But it was just the whole yeah, we, we won a race yeah. on our on on my wedding day. So so at least you had cool. one win. Uh, uh, oh, yes, yes. The, the no, that microphone is, is on. The microphone. Yeah, is that on. is correct. I did have one win that day. Yeah, and that yeah. wasn't the horse. No, I would have. I think we got back to the motel room about uh, <laughs> quarter to two. <laughs> Very good. I'm, now, not sure, mate, I'm not sure that Anna would have thought that she won though. No, that's right. No, she was on the horse. Exactly. Yeah. So now we had um, we had uh, uh, like we did talk about before the break that you have started up this business. Is it called Master Luke? Master Ma. Master Ma. Sorry, I got the other name. Um, so that's why you're. Out, uh, doing this MC gig, so tell us how this come a, a, across. Uh, it, like I said earlier, the the AFL stuff was I, I really enjoyed, um, and part of that there was a lot of hosting events. Um, there was a lot of public speaking, and to keep my connection back to club, uh, my lovely wife through lovely wife through COVID decided that hey, th- there's a business here of some to some capacity, so. Um, what she did was she, her and her best friend put a business plan together, all that type of thing, and it's pretty much become what it is today. Uh, we're not here to try and for it to be a full-time gig for us both next week or anything like that, but the way that it's grown, I don't know whether it's the person that I am. I don't think I do anything out of the ordinary. I'm certainly no, not any special. you're down to earth, mate. Yeah, you, and, and you I can talk that to people. I think that that's the key, and, and even right. even over the course, even on Saturday out at uh, the Ballarat Cup Day, um, Sportsbed Ballarat Cup Day, um, just chatting to Simon Marshall um, up on stage, chatting to Michelle Payne, and even the connection back to work as Stevie Payne was there yeah, and yeah, got a yeah. photo with Stevie and Michelle and stuff like that. So I think that's probably my hook is the... Um, I guess the down to earth nature. Yeah. Um, I'd love to be able to, or I could sit there and have a chat, as you you guys know. I could sit there and have a chat for for hours. Sit sit there on a couch and just chat and understand that there's a microphone in my face and um, we're chatting to a crowd of 200 people. That's easy for me. Um, mm. So it's just something that's sort of been. And it's not for everyone, mate. Some people no. like public speaking. It's just about up there with death as as people's greatest fears. We, we we talk about doing comedy and. You sort of say to someone, they go, oh, I'm really impressed with what you do. And you go, okay, anyone can do it. They go, nah. nah. And you can see genuine fear and the colour drains out of their face. And you're right. For some yeah. people, getting up in front of a group is like, yeah, they'd rather die than do yeah. it. Yeah. Well, one day we might try and be funny as well <laughs> and see if that goes even time, better. Man. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's Just right. climbing our way up the rungs, Tim. But it is it is a skill and something that you've obviously mastered, mate. As long as I've known you, you've been, you know, you've been able to talk underwater with a mouthful of marvels, and that's a, a it is a skill, you know, and not just talk crap. Anyone can talk crap, but you've got to be able to connect to people on a certain level from all sort of walks of life. Has there been any gigs that you've had where you've gone, "Geez, I'm a bit out of my depth here"? 
probably not out of my depth because you know that I'm a giant, so it'd need to be pretty mm. deep water for me to be out of my depth. <laughs> hands um, like dinner plates too. Massive hands. Look at them. Yeah, 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 and it's funny. My thirteen-year-old son's got big hands too, so I reckon oh, that bet. means that uh, he'll either be a tall man or he'll be good with the ladies. Maybe yeah, I would. Yeah. Have well, you know what they say about men with big hands. Uh, Completely wrong. You do absolutely, and I'm happy oh, to prove it. You don't need big gloves. No, you don't need big gloves. Oh, okay. No, <laughs> you two are as bad as each other. <laughs> um, Must be something about the name. But Luke. yes, out of my depth, no. But there was. I did three uh, local gigs on Grand Final Eve. Um. Newcomb Footy Club, Newtown Footy Club, Grovedale Footy All Club. All on the same night. All on the same day. Wow. So we had a lunch, an arvo, and a dinner. I was going to say, you must have been like Superman and Clark Kent well, from one or the other. I got home at about um, uh, just after midnight, and Anna said, how'd you go? And I said to her, I said, first one, great. Last one, great. And I said, we need to send Sean McWilliam an apology because I just reckon I fell flat in the middle one because of the rushing it felt like. And I said to Anna, I said, that that work there around the timing, I felt like I rushed to the venue and then felt like I had to rush to Mm. get to Grovedale. I reckon that's the one gig that I've done in the past 12 months that I sit back and I go, if I'd had my time again, I would have done it a little bit different. Mm. so Sean, did they say anything to you? No, no. To Sean's credit, he came back and said, "Mate, it was exceptional." But I, it just, it just felt, felt like it was flat you. to me. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but everything else within it, I know that you've had Tyler and Sam as guests yeah. um, before. Yeah. They come and spoke at the Newcomb oh, Grand fantastic. Final Eve luncheon yeah. and had a ball. Yeah. Um, we had Cameron Ling and Brad Ottens and Dave Wojcinski. Who are these guys? Uh, I think they. Do they were they premiership players ex, at Geelong? Ex Richmond uh, player. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Brad Alton's yeah, yeah, that's what he's yeah. known for, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, so that one to me, but look, we even and I, this isn't a gratuitous plug at all because it's not necessarily about the uh, money you make, although it does help financially and all that type yeah. of thing. But um, we, we even do trivia nights. We've got a trivia night at Armstrong Creek Cricket Club this weekend. Oh, perfect! Just because it's just something a little bit different. Again, it's a bit unique. Um, the club can yeah, make yeah. some dollars out of it. Um, think, obviously, going to pay us to get there, but yeah. um, it, it's it's something that's a little bit fun, and and I probably had more fun than what the what the patrons do. What would you be like on the other end of the trivia night? Are you, are you good with your general knowledge, oh. or are you glad you're reading out the questions? I always rated myself as a trivia nightman, um, but there's always at least three people smarter on on the table. You than can't me. you can't compete with old people when it comes to trivia. No, nah. yeah, they've been around. They've been now. around a long time, and they know a lot of stuff, and they've got mm. a lot of time to read the newspaper. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. one there's one um, segment that I do that's purely just music videos. So 20 clips of music will come up, and they have to write the song and the artist. Yeah, okay. But it generally sorts out the old from the new because yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's, it's not, not a, just the old ones. You yeah. might get the newer one. Well, yeah. I wouldn't know any of those. Yeah. So, um, so that that generally gets the um, those that walk in yeah. there thinking I'm going to win the trivia night tonight, and then this comes on and it's worth 40 points, and they go, yeah, yeah. this bloke doesn't do it. So he, he might be a physicist or something, but he, you know, he hasn't been watching the VH1 top 40. Exactly. You know? No, that's right. Well, yeah, anyway, I know someone very close to me who has a PhD, right, and went to Oxford Uni, yet would come last in a trivia competition. Yeah? yeah. Is, that, is that someone we've had on the show? No, no, no. No, no someone okay. I'm very closely related to. Yeah. And he has no concept of the world around him at all. Yeah, right. last. So being qualified is not the same as being smart. There you go. There you go. That's no, a good I, point. Yeah. And I totally agree with that. Yeah. Yep. So, Those that say that they're street smart generally are street smart, but dumbass.
<laughs> so, yeah. so how, how do you find your work? How do you? What's the model? How do you find? Well, your... He comes on Fat and Ginger, does a twenty-five minute ad. Yeah, it doesn't a... cost him much. No, it's only a small fee. Yeah, for the for the two people that listen to this, <laughs> which is well, hopefully, hopefully they're astute listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. No, look, we um, again, initially it was just that whole connection network, yeah. that type of thing through footy clubs, yeah. and and I also understand that. Again, from a gratuitous plug point of view, I know um, we we spoke to all of the clubs to say, hey, if you want someone to host mm. your presentation night or whatever it might be, uh, we're here for you. Um, I know Anna said to me just before, was sort of in that at the start of August, she said, oh, are you surprised that more footy clubs haven't come and asked us to do their presentation night? Because realistically someone at club level mm. can host a, tr- host a presentation night. Mm. It doesn't need someone like me to come in there and do it. Um, but I hosted the Winchelsea Footy Club, Football and Netball Club's presentation night at Empire Grill, of all places. Yeah, okay. right. An amazing night, an amazing club. Um, I knew a few people there, obviously good friends with their, with their president. But I walked in there and, and Anna come with me and we walked out of there and we almost had a love for a, for a footy club. Yeah, Just right. the connection between football and netball um, was pretty amazing actually. And um, it's those little things that I hold close to my heart. Being such a family man that I am, I've got my two kids and my three stepdaughters Um Family is number one, mm. always has been, always will be. I shouldn't say always has been because there was a period there where I was single and divorced and you go through that. But I, right, won't, I won't ask you what number one was there. Yeah, no, exactly. It was work. Work, yeah. yeah. Um, but now with, with family, uh, Anna's an amazing uh, wife. Uh, couldn't have picked um, yeah, a better wife. And, yeah. and then to have the kids that we have between 14 and 8, we're – like I said, I'm in a pretty good space at the moment and, and the kids have their struggles and they're going through teenage yep. lives at the moment, a couple of them, and, and that's not easy. And um, yep. But FaceTime's a wonderful thing with my kids when I can't see them 24-7. Um, yeah, it's a pretty special place to be around my house, especially with the pool now. We've got a pool oh, out oh, the back. Wonderful. We're just waiting we're for this weather. that invite, mate. We're just waiting summer. for the weather, the weather to kick in. Yeah. Mate, yeah, it sounds like you're in a pretty good spot, Luke. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Good on you, mate. So how would anyone who wants to get Master Mar along to their event or their function or whatever it might be, how would they get in touch? Yeah, look, that, just through the Facebook page is probably the easiest. Um, mm. With the Master Mar Facebook page, I know... Again, I'm not a social media person, but there's an Instagram page, Facebook page, our website. Um, anyone can call me. They know that. Yes. Those that have my number. Um, I think the mastermar at outlook.com.au is the email if they want to. Um, like I said, we're not here to, to rip people off. We're just here to, I guess, expand on a night that is probably exciting for them anyway. Yeah, um, so definitely. Um, hosting. Well, another hosting another option, people can get in touch with us and we can take a small commission. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. We're happy Absolutely. to do that. Absolutely. Before, before we allow this to go out? Well, I was thinking about setting up a double O double five line too, so uh, we'll talk. We'll talk off air. Yes, exactly. But uh, no, please get in touch. Yeah, you couldn't yeah. think of anyone better to host your event. Oh, uh, I can. Tom King's pretty good as well. He's pretty good. <laughs> I'll put you up there with King. Yeah. Only because he changed his name. Nah, he's a good man, Tom. He's off yeah. over. He's overseas at the moment. Oh, is he? Him and the family are doing a tour of uh, of the states. So, oh, well, then, uh, Tom, and I, com- Tom and I are good mates. There goes he the does. competition, mate. Exactly. Yeah. While he's gone, you go and take all his exactly. clients. Exactly. So he gets back. 
Kingy. He's got no work whatsoever. <laughs> so, no, good day to Kingy. All right, thank you so much, yeah. mate. Really appreciate you coming in and having Tim, a chat. Thank you. No, thank and, you very much. Uh, yeah, look forward to seeing where Mastermind goes. Uh, all your great work with Leisure Networks and especially with this new league we're going to have kicking off next year, Disability Footy, right here in Geelong. Good fun. Be great. Thanks, boys. Thanks, Thanks Luke. Luke. Let's go. And a little bit of rage against the machine there, Tim. I could see on your face you love that one. Just, it's, I don't know. It's dull. It's dull. <laughs> it's, it's angry music, and you don't like angry music, no, do you? No, well, you know, it's repetitive as well, isn't it? Well, he just did say Bulls on Parade about eight times in a row. That's so, I mean, which Is that the bit you're talking about? Oh, or? just all their music. You know, mm. the, the one where they say, F you and do what you tell me. I reckon he says about 40 times in a row. Yeah, it's great. It just constantly gets you more angry and all the little kids are dancing around the mosh pit lot, you know, yeah. with their arms by their side bumping into each Did other. Did you ever go into a mosh pit? I think I have. Yeah. I can't remember where or when, but in my younger, more you know, carefree days before yeah. I snapped you these. You threw your body around back in your rugby days? Yeah, yeah that's right. Would have been yeah. a good trainer for rugby, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh. Mosh pit, yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, we've nearly run out of time. Yes, great have. to have a great chat Mate, with Luke. Uh, but we do want to bring in uh, one of our favourite awards. Yeah, go on, play which the jingle. Is named after a bloke in America who bagged us once. It's called yep. the Justin Murphy Award. Are you easily offended? Welcome to the Justin Murphy Club. Justin Murphy Award for just, well, if I'm shorting it down to what it really is about, it's about being a dick. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. Just being a yeah, bit of a wanker. What do you got for us? Uh, well, <laughs> you'd like this one, I reckon. Um, I read an article today mm. that uh, they did a poll and Britain wants back into the EU. Can't do it, get stuff next. <laughs> is that true? Is that yeah, real? apparently they're all clamouring to get back in now. They realise that the error of their ways and um, in their haste, to become, I don't know, independent. Yeah. What, what would you call it? Yeah, independent. Oh, yeah, independent. I suppose it's a crazy idea at the start. Yeah, it but was. But it's really affected them, and it's it's really affecting their bottom line as a country. Because you could say that it was one of the results of non-compulsory voting. Mm. So th- there was something that you know the older generation perhaps felt very strongly about. So they turned out and they voted, and they all voted to leave. Whereas the younger generation, who didn't have, no one has to vote, mm. so they didn't turn up to vote that now nah, we should stay. Yeah. And so the people with this, you know, so... I don't know if you're aware of this too, but it was also the work of a social media company called... Now, I watched a doco on them, and they're called Britannica something or... Right. I not, I'll have to look that yeah. up the name. Like you said, don't come here for your factual information. <laughs> but what happened was they had this company that said that we can help affect things like this oh, by, yeah, um, by targeting uh, not not the people that say... Yes, I want it. Not yes. the people that say no, but the ones that are undecided. Undecided, yeah. And they would target them with whatever you want us to say. That's and right. And so they said, oh, let's try it out. And they, they said the Brexit people who wanted them to break away targeted those people, and they won in a landslide. Uh, the same people that got Trump elected or, yeah, um, or assisted in getting Trump elected, uh, they used the same technology. Yeah, it's going to kill me now because I, I remember that, hearing Br- about that. Britannica or yeah, something? It's, yeah, it's Britannica or something like that. Yeah, yeah it's illegal now, I think, because yeah. it's basically tampering with a But vote that's system. what political parties do here. So you, what you'll find is that, um, so if you, you live in a very safe Labor seat or a very safe Liberal seat, you won't hear much about the election because neither side's going to waste the resources to try and win that seat because they know there's no point. It's, it's not going to matter. They'll, they'll target the ones that are, uh, yeah. what do they call them? Marginal. Marginal. Yeah. Flip seats or something. Yeah, like that's it, marginal, yeah. So, um, yeah, they, but to, to want to go back in now, well, after they realise, geez, it's not so good on our own. No. We don't enjoy all the creature comforts that we had. That's right. I mean, that's the British, you know. It's, 
it's it's funny because it's like a kid. It's like a teenage kid running away from home, isn't it? Yeah, and going, geez, there's a lot going on yeah, out here. I'm going to go and I could do it all better myself. And then getting out there and going, geez, oh, do you know I what got, it was I've nice got to pay home. bills. No one's buying, put, making my food for me. Yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. Where's the Polish building all our roads and that? <laughs> that's right, and driving our minicabs. Yeah, so yeah. And all of a sudden they've gone, it's not so good. Can you no. please let us back in, sir? No. Yeah. Well, well, I wonder what they'll say. Wow. I mean, I don't know enough about it no. at the moment. But what would you say if you're your chair of the EU? You know, Britain have said, "No, get stuff. We don't need you. We'll be fine on our own." And then, about what five years later, turn around and go, um, "Hope we weren't too hasty when I told you to go yeah. yourself." You know? I would be, I would be making them crawl through a river of poo and then pay a large amount of money to get back in, yeah. and they'll be coming back in on my terms, and it would be very uncomfortable. What would be your first rule that you'd say? I don't, yeah. Well, I, I look jokes aside, I don't know what they'll, yeah, you know, but they'll certainly make things more in Europe, yeah, you know, their favour, won't they? Because they might say like James Bond has to be Dutch. Okay, shall put the clogs on, girls. <laughs> Starting to take down a satellite. <laughs> well, I think they get everything that comes to them. I've got no sympathy for them nah. because I hate them from cricket. Well, basically. that's true. That's yeah. all that matters. It's a funny thing, though, right? Because I am actually British. I've got a British passport. Yeah, I know. I've both, and I yeah, just like you immensely too. I know you do. I, I can tell that in our day-to-day <laughs> interactions. But I. I, I don't feel sort of any connection, I suppose, to British other than maybe when I watch a couple of war movies and stuff. But I, when the cricket's on, I'm so passionately Australian. Like, there'd never be any question of me ever going for England in the Ashes, yeah. ever. I'd, I'd like to think so. Like like, it's, a, it's a strange thing, though, isn't it? Because if I was Scottish or Irish, I probably would have held on to that a lot more than I do as a British, as an English person. Well, you have real reason to. But what is, what's the difference, though? Well, they're... Weren't the Irish and the Scottish really repressed for years and murdered? So is that the key, is it? So if you've had a yes. tough time... Well, yeah, you're probably going to hold on to stuff a little bit more. Oh, well, I see what you're saying. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Do you know what right. I mean? As opposed yeah. to us who just, you know, what, body line. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. They bowled a couple of bounces. It's right. a lot different from uh, being our repressors for, oh, that's right, for yeah. centuries. Oh, no, he bowled at our heads. <laughs> I bet you there's a lot of Irish people sitting there going, dude, I wish that was our problem. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Because yeah. 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 Well, all it was was they leg side theory was you bowl short at them and stack the leg side field, wasn't it? Yeah. And so they go to defend themselves and they And they, they clip it around caught. the corner and potentially get caught. Which is, and all the Scottish are going, yeah, but they made our wives sleep with them on our <laughs> wedding night. And we're going, yeah, but but Bradman, they got caught for 13. They hit the, they hit him in the head with a cricket ball. Christ almighty. <laughs> nearly a war over body line, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think on that note, we should probably go. Yeah, because we don't really know what we're talking about. No, no. People will be... That's co- just a blanket rule, people. Don't complain. Don't yeah. worry about it. No, we don't know ever what we're talking our about. Our motto, our motto, if we ever had a coat of arms, mm. the fat and ginger motto would be, we should have done our research. <laughs> <laughs> that would be our motto at the bottom. We'd be too busy eating or something. Yeah, that's true. All right. We'll see you next time. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Sam shut down.